filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Justin, we have to breathe! Minute by minute. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Solid F2 podcast, where we dissect, dis- I can't talk, dissect the movie Twister minute by minute, and we are up to minute 91. I am one of your hosts, Joe, and here with Kelly. Hi. And we're here to talk about, well, we're close to the end of the movie. We were very close. We're here, what, an hour and a half in? And we're in a, well, Bill and Joe are in a quite the predicament with a tree wedged under the vehicle. So why don't we take a look and listen to this minute and then we will discuss. So that was minute 91 of the film, and we got to see a few things that we've talked about over the past couple of years leading up to this moment near the end with the large tornado, specifically related to the oil tanker. We've had a few trivia tidbits about this part of the movie. One, they missed the special effects shot. <laughs> they didn't capture it properly with the, uh, the tanker exploding. And also that on the side of the tanker is the name Benthic Petroleum, which I believe is from a movie, The Abyss. I believe we talked about that in the last couple of episodes. Yep, Ed Harris. And uh, what do we want to talk about for this minute? Uh, The riveting dialogue, perhaps? The riveting dialogue. Well, there are many minutes throughout this course of the 
this discussion on this film that have had quite the large amount of dialogue to dissect, and this one is no different. What is that? What is that? This isn't good. Bill, go. Bill, go. Get us out of here. It's, uh, is really, that was that it? That's uh, like Bronte sisters level writing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's up there. Um, no script doctors needed. Uh, I I do feel like I do nothing but pick at the movie lately. Um, so I'm gonna try saying. Two nice things for every negative thing that I say. Okay. So my negative thing is, if it's strong enough to be blowing that tanker truck around, why is it not strong enough to blow their truck anywhere? Right. Um, because the tanker was down on the ground. Right. It got and then it got lifted back up. Back up again. So you would think that that might buffet their truck along as well. Um, but maybe some, something to do with surface area. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't well, know. There was already some momentum, although not really, because the, the truck had already gotten close to the ground. Something had to pull back up. But we do get the um, the little love tap from the, the truck that helps to push uh, the chase vehicle away from the log. Yeah. So um, one of my nice things is going to be that this – this scene does give them a, you know, it's a, what are the chances that it would just nudge them enough and not destroy their truck? And, you know, but it does give them a nice out of being stuck on that branch without us, like, needing to believe that they got off the branch themselves just right. by gunning it. Because well, that clearly wasn't working. Wasn't going to happen. But the second nice thing I'm going to say is I like the way that this scene builds suspense. With a little amount of dialogue and then... the Little amount of dialogue, but the way that they're kind of looking, you can't clearly see what it is glinting in the dark mass of debris that is the this massive tornado. Um, you know, it's, it's fun storytelling at this point. You do kind of wonder, where's the driver of that truck? I was wondering the same thing. Is the, the, are we assuming this was picked up at like a truck stop? Let's hope so. Let's hope <laughs> there's not like a guy in that as it's thrown to the ground to explode. Um, they don't ever really touch upon that. so. No, I guess I always just assumed it was picked up at a truck stop. But here's our explosion. It's a very cool explosion. It is very cool fiery. Very uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Very, very nice. Yeah. Um, I still don't think you like. Do you think an explosion like that would completely dis- disintegrate the truck that, that they could just? Drop that was through? my next question. Physically, I feel like there would still be a husk of a truck there. I feel like there would be something remaining. Right. Because also there's there's no debris. It's not like it well, you exploded. See, you see a little piece of shrapnel. If you go back a little bit and play it again, you, you do see some shrapnel fly off this side okay. of the screen. I'll have to pay closer uh, attention to it. But like not enough to account for the entire body of the truck. So, But, you know, it's what my dad would say is. Okay. Yeah, actually, the, there is a pretty the good the amount of debris there. So. Right. Yeah, the director said so. The and that's all that matters. Right there. Do <laughs> it does that do pops up, these? or a body emerging, or like that's the face of a dragon? Maybe that's a character from Dante's Inferno that was being read by Aunt Meg, and that's like that's the crossover that mm-hmm. we didn't know we needed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we're actually we're actually in the minute ninety-two here, so we don't want to spoil anything. But oh yeah, yeah. So that's minute ninety-one, and 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, they come through this. They still have another Dorothy on the back of the truck. The wind hasn't bothered their truck. The branch didn't destroy Dorothy, nor did the flying tanker truck destroy the last Dorothy they have. So, um, are you familiar with the phrase, Dios ex machina? Yes. So this sort of seems like the hand of God. Like, God has a hand in just seeing them and through to the end, protecting them. It's And what movie does that perfectly to a T? You tell me. Star Wars. No, Jurassic Park. Oh, with the, with the T-Rex. Yes, T-Rex coming in. Of course. Um, that was the last class that I took in college in the film course that I took before I dropped it entirely. Do you know why I dropped that course, Joey? I I thought you weren't doing well in it. I mean, I wasn't, but that was my own fault. I, I didn't pay attention. Well, that's what I, I mean. You were I paying? did the crossword mostly. Right. I thought, well, yeah, we discussed that. But the day I decided to drop that class. Did they make you watch a movie that you were like, no? Nope. I... Stopped as I often did and got a T. Okay, yeah, I do remember this story now. On my now. way, and I sat down in the in the last row was like big stadium seating and and it's a three hundred person class up at Penn State. Sat down, got in my seat. You know the little desk arms that you like pull up and then fold down in front of you. Yep. Put my T on that. Put my little sugar packet in. Stirred it. Went to put the disposable lid onto the cup, and the whole cup just crushed. Crumbled. I, ju- I pushed down just enough to, like, <laughs> click the lid into place, and the whole cup just disintegrated. Tea all over me. And it was hot tea. Like, scalding tea. And you just immediately just noped right I out of just, there. <laughs> I sat there for a minute. I looked at the person next to me. Didn't know them. Looked at the person on the other side of me. Didn't know them. We were just staring at each other. They looked at my lap, which was now wet. <laughs> I looked back at them. I put the arm of the desk back down. I stood up, grabbed my debris, walked out of that classroom, and never walked back in again. I dropped. I was going to say, and now you are a story that they tell to people. Like there was this girl in my history. <laughs> she of She film. was failing this class, <laughs> and the only way that she would have passed it was a DSX machina. <laughs> And her teacup disintegrated. Has that ever happened before? No, it was the intervention of God himself saying, drop this course, woman. Drop it. <laughs> and drop it, she did. Drop it, I did. And I think I took, I think I signed up for like a women's history, women and literature. And it was a very like feminist course then to get that general humanities credit that i needed because i dropped is that the only class you ever you dropped at penn state while we were there is that the only class you ever think you didn't late drop anything right this was early this was early drop right i don't know it was early and how how long did you have Uh, you had a few weeks at the beginning of the semester to early drop and then there was a late drop deadline of like like the last eight six to eight weeks i think it was early enough that, like, you well, got, if you got into another class, you had to be at the beginning. No, I didn't take another class okay. that semester. Okay. I, I had to take it the next semester. Right. But then like, you could have pretty much dropped it up until was, like the last I was there two late. months or something. I, it like must that. have been later because I knew I wasn't passing it, so I had to have a, had a couple assignments and tests hmm. in there. I was a little annoyed, frankly, with that course because it should have been easier. 
I never, I, I never dropped any classes, but I definitely should have dropped my philosophy class. You, you, you did not I like that. I hated that class. That was, and but I think back to it, and I blame Nick. As do I for the film thing. He was not involved, but I feel like I could blame him. He, I, I said, I, I think it was, is that humanities or culture or whatever like credits you needed in the gen ed. And I talked to Nick, and he had taken both philosophy and world history. Why didn't you go with world he history? He told me Joe? philosophy was easier. Yeah, but you've got to know. Like, no, you're right. No, you're uh, in hindsight. And now, like, if I were ever in a position where they're like, do you want to take a world history class or do you want to take a philosophy class? I would take world history every single time. You're 37. No one's going to make you. Yeah, I know. But, like, in maybe if I have one of those dreams where I have mm-hmm. to pick, I might better pick, make the right choice. Yeah, don't worry. I'll history. be in college. I won't attend any of my classes all semester, but then <laughs> And you also week forget your like, locker code. Yeah, yeah. And you only have four minutes in between classes to get from And one. you forgot to study for all the exams. Yeah. It's a, it's a reoccurring dream that still happens to me. It never actually happened in real life. Like, I never right. didn't go to class and then showed up for the final. Like, I don't know why I have that dream, but I, but I, but I do. Anyway, I took a dinosaur class. Yeah, you like that class, though. Yeah. You want to hear some Twister trivia before we wrap this up? Uh, a little bit. I'm on my phone reading this because right before you came down to record this with me, I got a blue screen of death. So Ooh. I'm trying to avoid opening too many things so that it doesn't How happen. How old in- is that computer? Oh, we've had this since 2014. Oh, it's getting up there in computer yeah. years. Yeah, so... Now I've had I've tweaked it with Jason's help to make it run a little bit better, but the both the both processors and the the graphic card they're eight years old, which doesn't sound old, but in computer tech age that's not great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use my phone here. All right, here's a couple trivia tidbits before we head out of here on this episode. Tidbits. <laughs> here are what some bit say? bit tids. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I regret saying that. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> I take it back. Uh, Twister floated around the industry for several years. <laughs> I, I want to repeat it, and I'm like, don't repeat it. <laughs> Twister floated around the industry for several years and was seen as a very sought-after project before moving into production. Very early on in the development, before Jan DeBont was hired, Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis, Tim Burton, John Carpenter, James Cameron, and John Badham were considered approach or attached to direct the film at various points in pre-production. Where are you getting these from? Because like, we should play. Just IMDb. Nine to be trivia, which I think anyone can add to. So people could just be making stuff up, which we've pointed out a few times. I'm I'm just saying, cite your sources. I've said that every time we've gone through this. There's no sources here. I do have the book. I haven't gotten through it yet. So uh, some of these, I'm sure, are from that book. My point is you're verbatim literally reading someone else's words, whether they're true or not. But I've said multiple times, this is from the Twister IMD page, IMDB page, under the trivia section. It does not list, and on the mobile version, it doesn't even have, like, the information like the web page does, where it's like you can like it if you found it helpful. I'm not sure what trivia, how trivia is helpful. Maybe they won a trivia night because that person had Oh, may- maybe, maybe. February. <laughs> oh, are we going to go there? February. February? I won't throw you under the bus like that. The Dodge Ram used in the film was part of a deal with Warner Brothers and Chrysler. The deal was originally sold to Ford, who began testing with the Ranger, when Chrysler was instead sold the deal. I'm assuming they mean for the truck to appear in the film. Chrysler also allowed the use of several Dodge Grand Caravans, which are used by Jonas's gang, as well as Joe's 1982 Jeep Honcho. Why do you have Pokemon cards sitting here? Because uh, I want to either see if Natalie wants them or give them to Austin. Does Natalie have Pokemon cards? 
No, I think they might have been hers from a McDonald's meal or something. But oh. when I was at the card show with Justin and Austin the other weekend, he bought a Pokemon card. So I was going to offer them to him. Okay. The red combine used in the film is now in Watru, Saskatchewan, Canada. I assume that means the one that's just sitting there as the tornado is coming at us here in a few minutes. Uh, the August 21st, 1995 draft of the screenplay credits Joss, Joss Whedon and Jeff Nathanson as writers. Neither are credited in the final film. All right, and then the last one for this episode, Christopher McDonald. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, maybe you will as I continue here. Was considered for the role of Dr. Jonas Miller, but was already committed to Happy Gilmore. You Have you seen Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Okay, Shooter McGavin. Hmm. where he coincidentally plays a similar arrogant smug villain. So we could have had Christopher McDonald in the role as Jonas instead of Carrie Ellis. Hmm. Okay. Any opinion on that? No, I don't care. I feel like, see, I was introduced to Carrie through Twister, so I always saw him as a smug, arrogant villain character. But I know in a lot of other things he's not that. Oh, see, this is the only thing I know him as that in because in the but that's why this was the right. But this is the first film I saw him in. Not that. So, whereas Christopher McDonald, I feel like plays that role all the time. It would have been an interesting choice. The bad guy in a comedy. True. He's not usually the bad guy in like a action. No. Actiony drama y type. But I could see him in that role. I think he could play stuck-up, smug scientist. I think he could definitely pull that off. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else to add about Minute 91 here? No, I'm done. All right. Then that's it for this episode of the Solid F2 Podcast. We'll be back again real soon with the next minute of the movie Twister. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Yeah,